0: Back to Misfits and Tidbits. I'm Junie,
1: and I'm Ethan.
0: And uh, this is a podcast where we're going to be talking about all sorts of different things. And uh, this week, we're going to be talking about. Drum roll, please. Jeffrey Dahmer.
1: Oh, <laughs> my old friend Jeff.
0: So uh He's not my
1: friend? I don't, I don't affiliate with him.
0: As usual, as usual, at the top of our episodes. I'm uh, just going to give the disclaimer. If there's anything that I got wrong or anything that I missed, which I doubt there is anything I missed in this. My notes are very thorough. Um, please feel free to email us at hello at misfitsandtidbits.com. MNTPodcast.com. That's
1: not it. Yeah, that's the one.
0: Hello at MNTPodcast.com. Yeah. Um, and I also want to put a little bit of a disclaimer at the top here, too. This is a super disturbing episode. Most of our episodes won't be like this, probably. So if you have, you know... Kids or anything listening, probably not the best idea to uh, continue this episode. You can skip to the next one.
1: Yeah, kids should never listen to us. <laughs> Nothing. Don't listen to anything we say.
0: No, probably not.
1: It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Are you ready? No. Okay. Almost never. All right. This is just to like give you an idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't. Why aren't you? Why can't you just do the thing? Just get big sorry i just need to get my notes wow it's very
1: organized i'll say that much
0: that's that's a lot of fucking notes yeah okay excited let's dive in cool all right jeffrey lionel dahmer also known as the milwaukee cannibal his name is lionel yeah uh i think his dad's name is lionel anyway we'll get there um also known as the milwaukee cannibal or the milwaukee monster i, I also didn't know that
1: <laughs> i see why they left out the lionel that just it ruins the whole vibe yeah like but jeffrey like, Dahmer, i'm like yeah that guy kills people
0: lionel I'm
1: like, okay. but okay, like dude. it also
0: i feel like it makes me think of linus like from the. it does yeah from peanuts
1: is he the one with the blanket
0: yes okay so um is it yes right i don't know yes I'm going to say yes. That's a definitive yes. Anyway, also, it's typical for serial killers to have, like, three names. Like, um, I don't know.
1: Uh, Ooh, I did hear about this. It's because they... Uh, isn't it because, like, it makes them... Part of the reason is because in the media it makes them more recognizable as like the individual because the middle name is the differentiator between like right. people who like walk the streets. You don't want nor- like
0: your like Robert Smith run yeah. of the mill Joe Schmo walking down the street to be, to carrying, be identified Yeah, to yeah. carry that name exactly. for the rest
1: of their lives. That yeah. is
0: why. Um, yeah, at least that's the reason that I've heard and that makes like perfect sense. But
1: Yeah, I did hear that.
0: So yeah, JLD. Uh he was born May twenty first, nineteen sixty, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.
1: Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> to uh Joyce Annette and Lionel Herbert Dahmer.
1: Joyce Annette is her I'm assuming it's Joyce Annette
0: why... Dahmer and it's so like I don't Joyce know why... Annette and Lionel I heard Herbert Joyce Annette
1: and I was like, cool, it's both parents.
0: Nope. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, Some sources say that he was deprived of attention as an infant, while others state that he was given plenty of love and attention by both parents. Because, and the reason why that's important is because people say, like, typically, you know, people that have this super horrible affliction Typically, like, were, you know, they had really effective childhoods, and they were they molested were like, by, like, family yeah. members, or they were forced to eat dog food or whatever. Like, they had really bad so things happen They have, to like, them. a lot of
1: trauma exactly. in their early life to...
0: But, really, it was it was never told that he didn't, or that he did have a lot of trauma. It was, there are a few things that he went through that we'll go through, but, like, it wasn't like he was abused or molested or anything.
1: Maybe he abused himself
0: um he had been an energetic and happy child um but became dull and depressed after a double hernia surgery shortly before his fourth birthday so that's a very small person to have that kind of surgery done
1: speaking of hernias uh (laughs) sorry um apparently i was like born with this is a complete sidebar. has nothing to do with this, except for <laughs> it has to do with hernias at a young age. Um, I was, like, born with some, like, something wasn't, there's, was, like, a hole or something somewhere in me. In my guts? In my guts um, that I didn't know about, but one time I was, like, I was working in a warehouse job, so I was, like, lifting heavy boxes and, like, just, I was doing heavy shit constantly, and my mom texted me one day, and she was, like... She, she just like told me I was what 21 22 at this point and then she was just like oh yeah you were born with this so, like um be careful yeah like you can get a hernia really easily and I was like why are you telling me now I'm a full-grown adult
0: <laughs> and I've been doing yeah like, and, and you know and you know what I've been life. doing yeah.
1: yeah you know what I've been doing my entire life like why why am I just hearing about this and I was like what but she's like yeah it's probably like it's fine now like it, I think it like healed like it grew together like after you were like growing like once i started like well after i was born i think when i was born like something wasn't connected like the muscles or something in my stomach so like i was like susceptible to hernias i didn't get that information until i was a full adult have you ever had a hernia i have not
0: good cool luckily now you literally sit and do nothing all day but i could have (laughs) been i
1: could have been a serial killer
0: it's true
1: if i got two hernias when i was four years
0: old and then got them removed yeah Uh, Shortly before your fourth birthday. Yeah. So that's part of it. So yeah, he went from being like super bubbly energetic to being like kind of sullen and depressed after that. That was like, that was noted behavior for him. Um, His mother was a depressive hypochondriac. So she demanded attention from his father um, whenever he was home, and his father uh, was away like with his university studies all the time. So his father mm-hmm. usually wasn't home. His mother was always sick and in bed. And then whenever his father was home, he was always paying attention to it. The was mom. She
1: actually sick or she no? She, she had she was
0: a hypochondriac, so she always yeah. had something like different ailments and shit happening with her. Gotcha. Um, So Jeffrey didn't get much attention from his parents. And one teacher even said that she thought that Jeffrey was neglected due to his mother's illnesses. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but he even, like, with all of that said and, like, with all of the, you know, um, I guess, like, reservedness that he had adopted in childhood, he still did have friends and stuff like that. Like, he was, for the most part, just a normal kid. Mm -hmm. Um, But when he was four, he saw his Father removing animal bones from beneath the family home and became very interested in bones. He said that he really liked the sound that they made.
1: I also like the sound that they made.
0: Yeah. It's you know, it's like spooky scary skeletons. It's like the, yeah. the it's like the xylophone sound kind of, you yeah. know? So I like, like
1: the way bricks sound. Like bricks I always if anyone ever asks me bricks, which yeah, I get asked all the time, what's my favorite sound in the <laughs> world? Um, it's bricks falling together. That's oh. such a good sound to me. It's delightful. But also Bones. bones
0: the first nice. thing that came to mind for me was, like, in a new car, the blinker sound. Like, it's, like, always the new ones, though, and they always sound like... Or, like, curtains, when
1: you like, rent a car it's a, new yeah, bl- exactly. it's a new blinker sound. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. I like that. Nothing beats bricks, though. Sure. I don't know. Like, like a brick wall crumbling, like, just, ugh. I gotta could, I could listen to that and I'll loop. Give me ASMR of bricks.
0: <laughs> that's our next podcast.
1: I would love to hear it.
0: Uh, so, yeah. So, after that, Dahmer had an affinity for dead animals. So, it started at a super young age. Um, it started with insects, so he would just, you know, collect dead insects and stuff, but it escalated to roadkill, which he would take home and dismember, putting the body parts in jars in the tool shed. So he would take dead animals off the road, take them home, cut them apart, and then individually put their different parts in different jars.
1: How old was he when he was doing this?
0: Uh, it, it said he was super young, so I'd say it was shortly after that, but he saw his father removing bones when he was four. So, like, whenever he was cognitive enough to be able to take animals and dismember them, that was, like, how young it was.
1: I don't even, I I couldn't even comprehend that at four, and then, like...
0: I, like, Scabs when I was young. Like, that was something, but like, I knew that was like gross and weird. So, like, I think that that's why I liked it.
1: You liked scabs? Mm
0: hmm. This is gonna sound super gross, but I had a lunchbox that I would collect scabs in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what the content warning is for. It's for that comment. You collected scabs in a lunchbox? Yeah. That's one of the more horrific things I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs>
0: um, one time Dahmer decapitated the body of a dead dog. So he found a dead dog's body. And then
1: cut its head off?
0: And then nailed the body to a tree and <laughs> impaled the skull on a stake beside a wooden cross in the woods near his house. So they have like a like wooded wood field area behind his house and he just fucking went back there, cut a dog's head off, impaled it on a stake and nailed the body to a tree next to a cross.
1: This is one of the cases where where the victim doesn't get enough credit, because what was that dog's name?
0: Yeah.
1: Who who was that dog? It's true. I need to know.
0: Also, at that point, Riff. because people knew about this. Well, actually, that's not true. You're going to find this out anyway. But Dahmer was caught, and he confessed to everything. And I think Gasp. he gave this, like, big, like, memorial, like, just expose on himself because obviously he thinks he's like the fucking bee's knees and everybody should know about him and everybody should know his name after he got caught um
1: he is not the bee's so knees
0: so I think that he's the person who divulged most of this information it's not clear where a lot of like the sources of all he this was just information to, comes from he was from. tooting his
1: own horn after he's right. like so whatever. What I did when I was fucking six. I was
0: gonna make the point that like somebody had to have known that he did that, mm-hmm. which is not true because he could have been the person to say that. But fucking, if somebody knew about that, you take that kid and you throw it away. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, what what year was it? Because yeah, like even thinking about just like all all the old cases and stuff, we, we realize how like nonchalant everything was like even just letting your kid. like I mean even when we grew up in second like, late 90s early 2000s like we yeah. were allowed to do whatever the hell we wanted yeah. like, and we just, were
0: left alone all the time yeah
1: like, and it was like go outside and come back before dark maybe yeah and I was like cool like <laughs>
0: kind of bonus points for us if you come back after dark yeah but as long as you come back we're fine yeah
1: <laughs> so it's like I mean but, but then you think back like earlier than that there was like it was crazy how much people didn't think to like lock their doors or like make sure they knew and there wasn't cell phones so there wasn't constant communication we couldn't yeah. like you couldn't let your kids out and be like okay like text me when you get there like call yeah. me when you get there. it was yeah just... it was
0: a lot is and i've been thinking about this especially doing this research that it was super not super easy but it was it was significantly easier for people like excuse me Dahmer to get away with heinous crimes and stuff kind of for the same thing like yeah We, A, didn't have the technology and the resources to keep up on things, but also people weren't paying attention. People were way more trusting, and it was just, like, you were kind of inviting this to happen to you, not some victim-blaming or anything, but it's, like, you know, these days, that's exactly what would happen. This fucking second someone breaks in your house, they'd be like, well, did you leave the door open? It's like, well, it's not my fucking fault if I did. People just shouldn't fucking rape people. Oh, yeah, obviously,
1: like, you shouldn't, but, like, uh, yeah, I think the height of, like, (laughs) our, like, dependency on security and stuff like didn't hit until way later when like we realized that people just fucking suck
0: yeah yeah
1: but before especially with that without social media and stuff we didn't realize how like rampant crime and like stuff like that was which yeah um or like just like these types of crimes like even
0: just news distribution has gotten way more prevalent so um but yeah 100 percent um yeah, so that's super fucked up. And if anybody had seen that or gave a shit, they should have given a shit. They should have done something about it, but they didn't. So this is what yeah. he went on to do. In high school, uh, Dahmer at first got above average grades and was good at tennis and played in the school band, which is like you know cool, great. You'd what did he play great. in the band? Um. Everybody around him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but in 1977, at 17, the year his parents got divorced, Mm. his grades declined. His dad moved out in 1978, and his mom and brother moved out to live with relatives, so Dahmer stayed in the family home alone. At 18. That was, like, he just got to stay in their house. Wait, where did they go? His dad moved out, Uh like, fully moved out, and then his mom and his little brother went to go live with relatives. And just left him. Yeah. So, and, like, you'd think that they would want to sell the house, like, and... Yeah, why... Yeah, I don't know.
1: I I'm don't sure know. there's, like, other circumstances around that. Like, maybe he wanted to stay in his high school or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know.
0: But you don't fucking... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you he just, just don't wanted want to be alone
1: so he like, could murder people. I don't know.
0: Well, you know, he didn't know yet. But, um, as an outcast, he did not have many friends. He was... This was something that I put in there because it stated it multiple places. So I don't know, like, how... Important it is, but it said Across many different sources. He was quote uncommunicative. Also I'm gonna give my sources at the end again because I didn't say them at the top But my sources were primarily Wikipedia. This is a very big Wikipedia uh, episode, but also biography.com So I will state those again at the end, um, but for now we'll just get to the next stuff Uh, Okay Sure. Sure. So, yeah, I'm communicative. But um, at 14, he started drinking at school, and Mm. he told a classmate that it was his medicine. He claimed that his compulsions (laughs) toward necrophilia and murder also began around this time. Huh. Yeah. It doesn't say what any, like, specific triggers were either.
1: He was just... (laughs) He's like, yeah, it seems fine.
0: Ooh, fucking dead bodies sounds... (laughs) Um, Dahmer's first attempts to, or first attempt to attack was in adolescence. Um, he started figuring out that he was gay, but he didn't come out. Um, but he did say that he had fantasies about dominating a submissive partner. So, you know, having, like, potentially sadomasochistic sex, which is like, you know, that's fine. We get it. Yeah. Um, but he had a specific fantasy about a jogger that he had seen, and he said that he wanted to render him unconscious and then make sexual use of his body so what he did was he hid in a bush with a bat waiting for the jogger to come by but the jogger didn't come by that day so he didn't actually attack but that was Jesus. his like first attempt yeah and he just like on a whim after having this specific fantasy decided this isn't gonna be, i mean not this is gonna be my first victim because obviously that's not how he thought about it but like yeah. i'm gonna attack this person and rape him
1: Imagine being that jogger. Like, you don't know you're the jogger, but, like, I've been hearing that, like...
0: Also, 18. He was 18. That's, like, it's so inconceivable to me. A, it's inconceivable for me to understand that people get murdered when they're so young because, like, I'm so young, you know? And, like, you hear a bunch of the ages of these people and they're younger than I am, and, like, that's so fucked up to me. But then, secondarily, you think about the compulsion and the, like... The substantiated personality that these kids have at such a young age, and like it's already done, like your sign seal delivered. Like, that's that's who you're going to be for the rest of your life. You're going to be a predator, you're going to be a murderer if you're given the opportunity to, but you're going to have this embedded in who you are, and that's so insane to me, you know. Yeah,
1: but I think I think that's the case. Like, you never hear of like someone who like.
0: There are people that like, but, like hide they, it or like they suppress. No, but I mean they don't whatever. they don't
1: gain these compulsions when they're like thirty. They've had them since they were fifteen or whatever, and then have slowly because like, it takes a lot of time to progress. It takes years to progress into being like a serial rapist or murderer. But also
0: like, like the arrogance and the like the power that you think you hold when you're a kid too I feel like also leads you to be able to be like yeah I can do that I can fucking oh, also, but yeah, that, like, but that goes in, and that, that goes into
1: like the fucking like sociopath or yeah. whatever like uh, psychopath type of personality where like yeah when I was 18 I was like I can't do anything I'm a child I, I still think that way to this day probably you're
0: also but still a child I'm but... still
1: a child um, but yeah like I can't imagine having the confidence to like to do that when you're 18 to be like yeah i'm gonna hide in this bush i'm gonna kill this person but also that's like that also is like there's a other side of that coin where like when you're a kid you think you get away with a lot more than you actually do because you like that's how your brain works
0: yeah yeah like you can hide behind
1: like a fucking curtain and you'd be like no one can see me and like yeah. everyone's like yeah. no we see it's you it's like
0: you know i guess that's like a macrocosm of like the actual things, you know, when you're 18, you don't have those things, but it's it's it grows and and you yeah. can test your limits a little bit more in different ways, but yeah. For
1: but it's sure. like it's like having the capabilities of an adult and like the like the I don't know, like the the mindset and everything. So you're very aware, you're very meticulous, you like have that attention to detail. So you, that which that's what makes you like success, successful stalker, yeah. But the same like mindset as a child, where it's like you're so bold in the things you do because you think no one will notice there's
0: like this thing it's a it's like some sort of theory or whatever but it's like that. the teenagers think that they're invincible like that's a thing yeah. they just do like when you're a kid that's why like that's when you start trying drugs for some people or that's when you do just like more reckless shit because you're invincible and yeah. also i mean like to be tr- you know honest your bodies are more resilient for sure but it's not inherently true, but then, yeah. But yeah. still, like, just just crazy that somebody this young could just have these compulsions and act on them. That's that's it. Yeah. So, in uh, 1978, when he was 18, he graduated from high school, and he committed his first murder three weeks later.
1: Wow. Congratulations. So,
0: this is the first Bitch. murder. On June 18th, 1978, he picked up a hitchhiker named Stephen Mark Hicks. He was also 18. He invited him to come over to have some drinks, and Hicks agreed. After a few hours, Dahmer said that, quote, he wanted to leave and I didn't want him to, unquote. So he hit him twice from behind with a 10-pound dumbbell and then strangled him to death with the bar of the dumbbell and stripped him and masturbated over his body.
1: What a dick. Yeah.
0: He then dissected the body in his basement the next day. He originally buried the remains in a shallow grave in his backyard and ended up digging it up, removing the bones, dissolving the flesh in acid, and flushed it down the toilet. And then he crushed the bones with a sledgehammer and then scattered them in the woodland behind the family home. So that's the first murder. Just fucking went for it and did all of this stuff to get rid of the evidence and everything.
1: Sergio, never invite me over for drinks ever again. (laughs) I don't trust you anymore. <laughs>
0: um, so then, yeah. So that that happened. So this is after he's committed his first murder, but between when he starts his like crime spree moving forward. He just
1: life. went straight to murder, though.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, let's let's break that down just like for a second. There's a lot of stuff, so like you know we don't have to go too in depth because we'll get we'll get in depth of other stuff. But yeah. First fantasy. Let's render someone unconscious by either knocking them out or drugging them or whatever and then fuck them rape them without their consent. Yeah. That's that is so inconceivably dark He's, and fucked He up.
1: started at 60. He didn't go 0 to he, he I mean he went 0 to I mean I don't know what you gonna say. He went like 30 to 60 cuz he killed that dog. Or he didn't kill the dog, but he decapitated a dog and nailed it to a fucking tree like a yeah. psychopath. Super
0: young. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And then, yeah, if going from that fantasy that you didn't actually fulfill to this, he this hit murder. The,
1: he hit the ground running. Yeah. When it comes to serial killing.
0: Yeah. So, um, that's, like, also part of the reason why I wanted to know about this. Like, I, A, didn't know how many victims he had, and B, didn't also...
1: Do you have a total number, or will we get to that?
0: We will get to that, but I do. And at the very end, I'm going to go through all the victims again, because I kind of, like, fly through them. He gets very... Um, like, systematic with them, so that it's kind of like, cool, and this year he did this, and then he did it again, in this year, and then whatever, whatever, but... Yeah. But um, he's also... So he's called the Milwaukee cannibal, but he, at least from my report, didn't eat anybody. Didn't eat anything from anybody. He wanted to. That was definitely something that he said he wanted to do, but he didn't.
1: He never ate anybody? No. I thought he did.
0: Mm-mm. So that's what I knew. What I knew at the top of this was he uh was gay
1: who ate people
0: it was him he was Dahmer. that is a hundred percent that's that's what he was known for so yeah didn't eat anybody no at least not from any of the notes that i had yeah and i went through i didn't just skim these things i went and
1: did you try googling it
0: i can (laughs) No,
1: i was kidding i assumed you (laughs) you know yeah i was i was just kidding (laughs) Dower <laughs> eat people.
0: It said many of his later things involved necrophilia, cannibalism, and permanent preservation of body parts, which I have two of three down. Nothing that were in my notes. No
1: actual, like, specific victims that he yeah. ate. Yeah,
0: there were um, victims that he told he wanted to eat, but he, yeah, never reported that he did. So, anyway. Yeah. So, later. After he did his murder thing and graduated high school, he went to Ohio State University, but received a 0.45 out of 4.0 GPA, and dropped out after just three months. Is
1: that just like what you get for enrolling?
0: Yeah, you you put your name (laughs) on a paper, that's it. Um, Yeah, so, fuck it, fucked that up. So instead, when he was 19, he joined the army, and he served as a combat medic in Germany uh when he got out of he was honorably discharged from the army after his performance deteriorated due to his alcohol abuse and two soldiers reported being raped by him one said that he was raped repeatedly over a 17 month period and the other said that Dahmer drugged him and raped him like once in a in a, like a hanger but yeah So yeah, uh, in 1982 when he was 22 Dahmer found employment as a phlebotomist at the Milwaukee Blood Plasma Center and then 10 months later He was laid off but I wanted to talk about this for a second because I don't know if you know this but like it is a thing that radiologists are typically super fucking sketchy people and like that. Just the fact that he was working with, like, blood and doing something, like, in healthcare and stuff, just, like, it rubs me the wrong way.
1: Question, what's a phlebotomist?
0: Phlebotomist is the people that take blood. That's it? I'm, like, 99% sure, but, yeah, that's, like, what your phlebotomy training is. Phlebotomist. (laughs) The process of making a puncture in the vein, usually the arm with a cannula, for the purpose of drawing blood. Cool. I feel, well, like, I feel like I've
1: heard that before I just yeah. said like
0: Yeah, so that was right, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you just you said it so quickly, I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. Anyway. Uh,
0: yeah, so just, yeah, ugh, I don't like that, I hate it, I hate it, just, ugh, imagine being someone who, like, casually encountered him when you were just, like, going to, you know, get, like, see if you had, I don't know, diabetes, or to see just if you any, were any an email any or whatever normal the blood work. literally just... anything, getting STD tested, or whatever, just, yuck. Yeah. Um, in August, August seventh, nineteen eighty-two, at a state fair, he exposed himself to twenty-five women and children, and was arrested for indecent exposure. But the kicker is, he was only fined fifty dollars in court fees.
1: Fifty dollars. Yeah. Well, I mean that we we just watched the, the uh, Golden State Killer, I'll Be Gone in the Dark yeah. um, documentary, and they were saying how in the beginning, like rape and stuff, like in those earlier years it was not even like a big offense it was like you can get fined or like a night in jail or like whatever it was and like,
0: they're more likely to blame the victim like yeah what are you yeah and oh yeah yeah, yeah. and then, then the stuff.
1: culture around it was like they wouldn't get blamed as much or like the the victims would get blamed more than the actual defend. or yeah yeah
0: um and we, like even all of the propaganda and all of the like um exposure on rape and all of yeah. that stuff during that time was saying like you know, like what can you do to avoid a rapist, not, not don't fucking rape people. Don't rape
1: not like here's how not to rape.
0: Yeah, exactly. Don't do it. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, but the, the the punishment for it was so small if ever Yeah. They were and punished. I think
0: that there was so much culture around and like so much like mm, what is the word? I was gonna say masochistic, that's not the word. Misogynistic <laughs> Yeah. Misogynistic culture around um like boys will be boys and men can't control themselves, you know. So just super fucked up, and that's definitely why he. I, I mean, mean, not definitely why, but that's part of the reason why he receives. It's true,
1: boys will be boys, and boys suck.
0: And they should be taught better. We can cut.
1: Um, I have to. I have to pee.
0: Yeah. Oh well, yeah. We can cut. Mm. That's cool. We don't have to transition after every time we cut. We can just cut them, right?
1: Yeah, but then there's an awkward cut that's and it just fine. jumps i just think that's weird
0: well the next we're one gonna I'll leave this in
1: just so you can see behind, this, behind <laughs> the scenes the we have to cut i was trying to gracefully transition into a p cut just
0: And we back, and we, and we back, back, and we back. All right,
1: so... Where do we leave off with this piece of He left
0: <laughs> off with him uh, exposing himself to a bunch of people at a fair and then only getting fined $50 in court fees.
1: We did leave off there. In
0: 1985, when he was 25, he began to frequent bathhouses, and he had sex with men but got frustrated with them moving during sex. <laughs> so instead, he began giving men sleeping pills and raping their unconscious bodies. The God. natural choice for yeah. when you don't like people living yeah. during sex. Yeah. After 12 instances of this at the bathhouses, though, he was kicked out, and he started doing this in hotel rooms instead. In, 1986, uh, in August 1986, he was arrested for masturbating in front of two 12-year-old boys, and he was sentenced to one-year probation and had to attend counseling. That was it. That's it. Yep. For also, men. how
1: do you find yourself in a situation where you could masturbate in front of two 12-year-old boys? what was yeah, he doing go
0: to a park just fucking start masturbating drop trap was it in
1: public was it in a park maybe that's what I'm, I'm I want to know the details like yeah, where like, like, where do you find yourself in front of two 12 year boys yeah, where you're just he, like he
0: had to seek it out so 100% at a park at a basketball course somewhere like he had to have take like gotten them or he could have like lured them you'll see he's a very persuasive person he could have lured them to his apartment or just into an alley or whatever the fuck he wanted honestly it's wild yeah All right, so now we get into the section murders and other atrocities, a timeline.
1: Yay. Yeah.
0: So there's 16 murders in this section. Okay. We already covered one.
1: We already covered one. Yep.
0: So, strap in.
1: (sighs) I didn't bring my seatbelt.
0: November 20th, 1987. He was 27. Stephen Tuomi from... On Tonagon, Michigan, met Dahmer at a bar where he was convinced to go back to the Ambassador Hotel in Milwaukee with Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer states he never meant to kill Tuomi, um, but only drug and rape him, which is, like, totally fine, um, like he'd been doing previously. So, he just wanted to, you know, do exactly what he had been doing, just with this this Stephen Tuomi guy. He awoke laying on top of Tuomi with Tuomi's chest... Tuomi's chest... Crushed in and black and blue with bruises, and there was blood coming coming out of his mouth. Uh, he took the body to his grandmother's in a suitcase, dismembered, skinned, and crushed the bones, and then he disposed of the remains in the trash. But he kept his head.
1: How do you get him in a suitcase?
0: You just put the like, fold it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's not a t-shirt. <laughs> I just fold him. How do you fold, fold a body into a suitcase? I could.
0: Pro- no, you wouldn't fit in your duffel bag. But no, you know, I wouldn't. You'd fit in my suitcase.
1: I don't know if I would. You would. I don't know. Yeah. I got these. I got these big old guns.
0: You would, but also it'd be heavy as fuck. Like
1: I got a fat ass.
0: And also dead bodies are just like completely weighted. Like if you carry a dead body versus a live body. How it's often
1: do they, cheap. how often do they start like, or not how often, <laughs> like how long before they start to like, you know, stiffen up a little bit.
0: I think it probably varies before they get rigor mortis. Yeah. Yeah, probably, like... Well, yeah, it depends
1: types, on the but, environment, but, like... And
0: also, like, do you... Are you intoxicated? Do you have drugs in your system? Like, what is... Like, chemically is going on in your body? All of that stuff, but... I just want
1: to know how big this fucking suitcase was, because that's...
0: Or the guy. The guy could have been, you know, five foot one. It could have been a... Never mind, I'm not going to say the person. I was just going to say I know, I know what you are going to say. <laughs> <laughs> could have been a that but yeah, I mean, I you. guess he could
1: have been... Smaller, but, like, even, like, I can't, I I mean, I have a hard time getting my own clothes into a suitcase.
0: For, like, a trip. But, like, it's, like, a lot of clothes. This is just, like, a small person. I don't know. It's a person. (laughs) It's
1: It's a person. It's a human being. But. Anyway, took him to his grandma's house.
0: Anyway, so, yeah. So, he took him to his grandma's house. He dismembered him. He skinned him. And then he crushed the bones. And then he disposed of the remains in the trash. But he kept his head. And then I wrote Jesus fucking Christ. Two weeks later, he boiled the head in chemicals just to retrieve the skull, which of course he fucked. And then once it became too brittle, he smashed and disposed of.
1: He fucked the skull.
0: It said he used it to masturbate, but like using it to masturbate, he
1: like physically. Yeah. Where?
0: Uh, it's a. I mean, Ed Kemper did it with his mom's skull.
1: But I mean, like, how do you? The mouth. It's just right. as, as a skull. It's just yeah. teeth.
0: Yeah.
1: She's gonna fuck teeth.
0: I don't, dude. I don't know. I don't have his mind. I didn't do it. I, I'm
1: not <laughs> asking you personally. <laughs> I I thought it might be in the research. There, there's gotta be. I don't know. You have that much information. I thought there might be more.
0: You can't say why, but like. I
1: don't know. I don't even know why. That's it's Regardless or, of why, or don't, how, sorry. don't. Yeah, how? don't do it. If <laughs> I don't care why, um, just like logistically, how does that work?
0: I don't know. I don't Super
1: know. unfortunate. Yeah, so... Alright.
0: Yeah, so after this, Dahmer began actively seeking people to kill. So this was, like, the murder of that, like... That, that was the murder. passive... Really? I was, he
1: was passively yeah. killing people and raping them.
0: But, but to be fair, he did not mean to murder him like this was the one he like like he he admitted to literally everything else this was the one where he was like i straight up did not mean to murder him like i was surprised when i woke up and he was i
1: also love that just like even not meaning to without hesitation he was like put it in his suitcase
0: oh yeah whatever it wasn't it wasn't like
1: it wasn't just like an accident he was just like oh shit what do i do he's like I guess I'm just going to put this in a suitcase and go um, cut it to pieces, Same skin way with it, his... um, boil ahead, head, fuck it.
0: Same way with his first murder where he already had like the acid and everything. Maybe he didn't have it, but he like had the plan to get acid and like acidify the skin and shit. Like, woof, dude. Yeah, so mm-hmm. in January uh, 1988, uh, he uh, came across a 14-year-old Native American male prostitute named James Doxtator. James Doxtator is how we're gonna say that. Um, Dahmer offered him $50 for him to come to his house and for him to take nudes of the 14-year-old Native American male prostitute. Sorry, sex worker. I did fix that in the other ones that I did. But anyway, Um, yeah, so they had sex and then Dahmer drugged and strangled the boy on the floor of the cellar of his house. He waited a week before disposing of the body, but eventually did exactly how he did with Tuomi's skull and all. So, skinned, crushed the bones, threw them away, took the skull, boiled it, took the skull,
1: He just, He just found what he liked, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This was his niche, for sure. What a niche. March 24th, 1988. Uh, we have Richard Glorero. <laughs> He was a 22-year-old bisexual man. Uh, Dahmer met him outside a gay bar called The Phoenix and offered him $50 just for him to come spend the night with him. I'm what? sorry,
1: I, I think you probably said this already, but where is all this
0: happening? Wisconsin. Wisconsin.
1: Wisconsin, you did say that.
0: Milwaukee, yeah.
1: Milwaukee. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um. He ended up taking him home, drugging him, and strangling him to death. He proceeded to perform oral sex on the corpse, but then disposed of the body within 24 hours the same way skull and all April 23rd 1988 Dahmer drugged another young man He brought home but ended up taking him to the hospital after his grandma came home and found out he had someone over So his grandma came home was just like Like Jeffrey like do you have someone there with you? And I think he was like in the basement or something like that and uh, He was like oh Wait, hold on. I think I might have actually missed a part.
1: She's living with his grandma at this
0: point. Yeah, that's why I'm saying I do think I missed a part, but maybe not. Oh yeah, hundred percent. No, I didn't. I guess I must have took it off. Anyway, yeah. So after he was discharged from the army, he ended up moving. Sorry, I'm. This is this is retrofitting yeah, yeah, our yeah. timeline. Yeah. He ended up moving to Miami to go and, like, make it in Miami. He ended up having to call his dad to bail him out because he spent all of his money on alcohol, went back to Wisconsin, and lived with his um, dad and his, like, new stepmom or his dad's fiancé or whatever, and then they, like, couldn't deal with him anymore, so they sent him to live with his grandma.
1: And she's also in Wisconsin?
0: She's in Wisconsin. She's not in Milwaukee. She's in, like, another uh, suburb of of Wisconsin, but yeah. So now he lives with his grandma, so, yeah, in the... um, yeah, so when she came home one night, she asked if he, like, had someone over, and he said no, but he su- suspected that she, like, didn't believe him, so instead of, you know, raping and murdering him, he took him to the hospital because he thought that he was going to wake up and, or no, yeah, so anyway, yeah, that's it, yeah, this is another murder that I'm Got confused, but there are plenty to get confused here, so, Yeah. So, before his fifth victim, Dahmer was kicked out by his grandma because she did not like him bringing uh, men home or, quote, the foul stench emanating from the basement and garage. He moved into a one-bedroom apartment on September 25th, but he was arrested the following day for drugging and sexually assaulting a 13-year-old boy. In January 1989, Dahmer was convicted of second-degree sexual assault and of enticing a child for immoral purposes on March 20th. Your good old birthday, 1989, he moved back in with his grandma.
1: I wasn't born yet, so. Uh, March 25th,
0: 1989, he met Anthony Sears, who is a mixed-race, 24-year-old aspiring model. He took him home, then they did oral sex.
1: They did (laughs) oral
0: sex. (laughs) I didn't know how else to write that. (laughs) Um, And then he (laughs) drugged and strangled him. He disposed of the remains the next day, skinning him, then crush- skinning the body, then crushing the bones, throwing them in the trash, which, you know, obviously is where you put your crushed bones.
1: How is he crushing... I, I, I don't even want to... With dance. a sledgehammer. Sledgehammer? Yeah.
0: Yep. He's just splintering them and trying to, like, crush them as fine as he can. Um, he permanently kept body parts because he found Sears to be exceptionally attractive. So the prior ones, what he would do is he would... Um, obtained the skull by soaking or uh, boiling the head in acid and just getting the bone, Um, and then he wasn't preserving it in any way, so all he would do is use it however he would use it, and then it would become brittle, and he would crush it and dispose of it after that. Yeah. With um, Anthony Sears, instead what he did was he actually tried to preserve um, the head and genitalia in acetone. He first kept both of them in his locker at work, but then he moves to his uh, apartment once he moved out. Where did he work? I don't know. I should have looked that up, but it it talks about his work a lot in this. Like it just like like when he called into work and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I keep picturing him working at like a dick Sporting Goods or something like that.
1: <laughs> Is that because he kept dicks in his locker? I was locker? just gonna
0: say euphemism not implied.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. All right. What an asshole. Yeah. Uh, I do not know if he worked at Dick's Sporting Good. I think it's probably highly unlikely. Just want to say that as as a sweeping statement. I'm not claiming that he did because I know that that is not factual. At least not to my knowledge. So, May 23rd, 1989. He is sentenced to... Five years probation, one year in the House of Correction with work release permitted in order for him to be able to keep his job, and he was registered or required to register as a sex offender for the molestation of the 13 year old kid. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, you're excused. So, in May of 1990, he let me see if I can actually get this. He moved into the Oxford apartments, which I will show you here.
1: Show me, show me, show me. The Oxford Apartments.
0: That's what they look like.
1: Mm, looks like an apartment building. It's
0: just, yeah, normal old apartment building. Um, Within a week, he murdered Raymond Smith, a 32-year-old sex worker. He offered him $50 for sex and brought him home, drugged, and strangled him. Kelsey Supri's. The next day, he took several photos of Smith in suggestive positions and then disposed of his body by boiling and dissolving the body, which is kind of what he'd been doing, excluding the skull, which he spray-painted and kept in a filing cabinet next to Sears' skull. So he did the same thing, preserved the skull. I got a picture of the filing cabinet. I don't know if I put it in here, but yeah.
1: Okay. We'll put it here.
0: Yeah, we will find it. It's right here. Yeah.
1: It's right here. (laughs) There's the filing cabinet. May 27th,
0: 1990. He lured a young man home but accidentally drugged himself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's not funny.
0: It's not, no. And he was robbed of clothing, $300, and a watch. Get fucked, Dahmer. (laughs) He also uh, didn't report it.
1: I lied, it's very funny.
0: But then he ended up telling his probation officer that he was robbed. He, like, confided in him. He was just like, yeah, I was robbed. But he didn't tell him (laughs) under what pretense.
1: What a fucking asshole. Yeah.
0: June 14th, 1990, uh, he met Edward Smith, a 27-year-old acquaintance, or he didn't meet him, he had known him, but he took him home, drugged and strangled him, and then he tried to remove the- or, sorry, excuse me, he tried to freeze the body to remove moisture, but it didn't work. So instead, after several months, he acidified the body and accidentally- (laughs) it's not funny- But it did give me a laugh when I was doing this research. He accidentally blew up the skull in the oven trying to dry it. (laughs) I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable.
1: He blew up the skull?
0: Yeah, he put it in the oven trying to dry it so that he could, like, preserve it. Yeah. But it blew up.
1: Do skulls explode under immense heat? I I mean, I guess. I mean,
0: we just found out. We didn't have to do our own fucking test for it.
1: I'm not going to do our own.
0: He told the police that he felt, quote, rotten about Smith's murder as he was not able to preserve any of his body.
1: He felt rotten because he couldn't preserve the body. Yep. Not because he raped and murdered this person. Not because
0: he, yeah, yeah defiled and took the life from someone. Yeah, no. September 2nd, 1990, uh, he met Ernest Miller, a 22-year-old dance student from Chicago. Uh, Miller agreed to come to Dahmer's apartment for $50, and then Dahmer tried to go down on him, and he said, that'll cost you extra. Dahmer only had two sleeping pills to drug him, so instead, he cut his carotid artery with the same knife he used to dismember his victims. Then he posed the body in sexual poses and took a bunch of Polaroids, and then repeatedly kissed and talked to the severed head while he disposed of the body. He kept the skull and painted it and coated it with an animal. So these details are
1: obviously from him. Like, no one else would know this. Correct,
0: yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He gave... He divulged all of this. Yeah. This
1: guy sucks.
0: So, yeah, and this was another thing. Like, I had no idea how, like...
1: Yeah, I think think everyone knows, like, the general... And, like, obviously, we indulge ourselves in a lot of true crime stuff and but I think I don't know especially me I, I remember nothing so I right. but I was also like talking I was, I like talking, and stuff and I was I, talking to
0: someone about when I was doing this research and the reason why I chose him was because at the very like fundamental level I do remember a lot of things especially super fucked up ones but Dahmer is such a household name that people tend to not do him 'Cause they're like everybody yeah. knows about Dahmer, everybody's yeah. done Dahmer, everybody like and I have never really I don't think I've ever heard an episode about Jeffrey Dahmer, so I wanted to do him so that I could, you know. Yeah. Like, he's remember. kinda like
1: everyone knows, so why waste the time on exactly. it? But I yeah. And of course like I he's he is a household name and like I've I've learned a lot about him, but like I also don't like I don't there's a lot of stuff that's like I don't know the details. Like no one yeah. goes into that. Yeah. And
0: well we get to. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh uh-huh,
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yay
1: I'm happy about it yeah. let's continue
0: alright um, in uh, September of 1990 he met David Thomas a 22 year old at Grand Avenue Mall after drugging him he said that he was not attracted to Thomas but strangled him anyway because he didn't want him waking up angry that he had been drugged dude he disposed of the entire body because he didn't find him attractive and then he took photos in the process, which ultimately led to Thomas's identification when he was caught.
1: What the fuck did he drug him in the first place?
0: Right. I mean, I guess he was like, I guess you're kind of cute. And then after doing it, he was just like, not cute enough for me to keep your skull and fuck it. Like, what a fucking monster, dude. February 18th, 1991. Curtis Strotter, a 17-year-old, was lured by Dahmer at a bus stop near Marquette University. He was offered money and sex in exchange for nude photos. He was drugged and strangled, dismembered, and then Dahmer photographed the dismemberment but kept the skull and genitals. April 7, 1991, Errol Lindsay, a 19-year-old heterosexual, was walking to get a key cut He was lured to Dahmer's apartment where Dahmer Dahmer drugged him, drilled a hole in his skull, and poured hydrochloric acid into it. According to Dahmer, Lindsay awoke after this saying, I have a headache. What time is it? Then Dahmer drugged him again and strangled him and then decapitated. What did I say? I think I meant to say dismembered, but I say drugged again, then strangled. Decapitated, then strangled. (laughs) Decapitated, then dismembered.
1: So he drilled a hole in his head and poured...
0: Hydrochloric acid. And then,
1: Then dude
0: woke up and said, my head hurts. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I bet. My head hurts.
0: (laughs) It gets worse. May 24th, 1991, Tony Anthony Hughes. He was a 31 year old deaf mute. Dahmer communicated with him using handwritten notes, but then strangled and left him on his bedroom floor. May 26th, 1991, two days later, Conorak Synthesimphone. Synthesimphone? Synthesimphone? I did look this up, but it's Synthesimphone. Got it. Conorak. He was a 14 year old Lao boy. And here's the fucking kicker. He was the younger brother of the 13-year-old that Dahmer molested.
1: Jesus. Yeah. I like that name Conorak. Yeah. That's a cool name.
0: Probably low. Um, so he was offered money in exchange for nude photos, which is something that Dahmer had used previously to lure people. He posed for two pictures, and then Dahmer drugged him and performed oral sex on him. Um, then he drilled a hole into his skull and poured hydrochloric acid into it. So, before Conorak uh, fell asleep or like fell unconscious from being drugged, he was taken to Dahmer's room where, lo and behold, 31 year old Tony Hughes was still there, laying naked on the floor. And Dahmer said that he thinks that because Conorak was drugged, he didn't notice that the body was all bloated and like dead. Um, so Dahmer left him there, drank some beers, and then went out to drink because he was drugged, and he had hydrochloric acid in his brain. So he was like, cool, I can just go, like, do whatever the fuck I want. He came back in the early hours of the morning, and uh, phone was naked on the curb speaking to three women who had called the police. Dahmer convinced him that Cynthia uh, Symphon was his 19-year-old boyfriend by showing him the pictures that he had taken from him earlier, or taken of him earlier in the evening. He said that he was reluctant to come back to his apartment because the kid was like, fuck no, like, I'm not going back with you. He was speaking loud, so they didn't like, really know. But um, uh, he said that he was reluctant because they'd gotten in like a quarrel. And uh, yeah, but they let him take him back to his apartment where he poured more acid into his head, which killed him.
1: Like, I love that he's just, like, sticking to this method of pouring acid into people's brains when it's, like, it's clearly not...
0: Doing anything. Like, it didn't work. Yeah, I think he's just running experiments. He's like, what if I do it once? Well, they can see. it. Yeah, but it it
1: seems like if he, like, does something once and it fails, he's like, okay, that doesn't work. And then he moves on. But But now
0: he was like, how about more?
1: (laughs) Yeah, eventually, but, like... He did it twice, and both times, like the person just like woke up and was like, well, not yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Now you can. Great. He did. He woke up. He was fucking yeah. He completely was out on the street. Lucid. Yeah, trying to get away. Um. But yeah, the next day he disposed of both bodies, um, both Synthasym phones and uh, Hughes's, and he kept the skulls. Of course, he did. Uh, June 30th, 1991, Matt Turner, a 20-year-old, met Dahmer at a Chicago bus station. He was lured back to Dahmer's place in Milwaukee with the promise of, quote, a professional photo shoot. He was drugged, strangled, and dismembered. And then Dahmer put his head and internal organs in plastic bags in the freezer. (sighs) July 5th, 1991. Jeremiah Weinberger, 23 years old. He was lured from Chicago to Dahmer's apartment to spend the weekend with him. He was drugged, then injected. <sighs> then he had a hole drilled into his skull, and Dahmer poured boiling water into it. Uh, twice. This sent him into a coma, and he died two days later. July 15, 1991. Oliver Lacey, 24 years old. He was lured with the old nude photo trick. They had sex and then Dahmer strangled him. Um, he wanted to prolong the time with Lacey before killing him, uh, so he drugged him as well, but he wanted to prolong the time with him while he was drugged before killing him, so he called into work, which he was granted, but then the next day he was suspended from his job. He had sex with the corpse, then dismembered him. He kept the head and the heart in the refrigerator and his skeleton in the freezer. Full fucking skeleton
1: is it like one of the the freezers like the the, the big ones with the, the top that yeah. opens or is You'd like I
0: think it had to be It's not a
1: refrigerator freezer it's not like <laughs> I
0: mean it only talks about that it doesn't say he had like an extra freezer that he was I mean it
1: has to in, be like, it has to be like
0: Maybe he just took all like the drawers and the
1: Either Um, that or this guy is, like, the master of fitting people Um, into small spaces. Like, he put a dude in his suitcase, he put a guy in a a top freezer, like, there's no way.
0: I mean, where there's a will, there's a way. He's been able to murder 15, 13 people up to this point, with however many fucking people.
1: Yeah, that's different than...
0: Well, yeah, it's actually, we're up to 15, we're on 16. Like, physically, physically physically you
1: cannot fit a person into these tiny spaces. What do I know? I don't know. Never, never, I've never tried to do that. Oh, <sighs> yeah. July 19th,
0: 1991, he is fired from his job. Good. Uh, the same day, um, to console himself, he went out and prowled for someone. He found Joyce, Joseph Haft. Joseph he lured him to his apartment, strangled him, dismembered him, and acidified uh, him with two victims from within the pre- previous month. So that was that was what he did to console himself for losing his job. Hmm. Alright.
1: Usually you just go and get a drink, but this guy, um We're,
0: we're done with the murders and other atrocities section. We're now on to the arrests section. Yes. And I think with that we will be taking a commercial break.
1: Commercial break. <laughs> He's stay rolling. Stay rolling. Okay, rapping. let's um, let's put this motherfucker in prison. Yep. Does he go to prison. Yep. Cool. Let's do
0: that. All right. So this is just the arrest. So on July twenty first, nineteen ninety one, Dahmer went up to three men mm-hmm. and asked them to just come back to his apartment and keep him company for the evening. One of the men named Tracy Edwards said that he would. Um, He was a 32-year-old who was with the others, um, but was the only one to agree to go with Dahmer. When he got there, he noticed all of the weird things in Dahmer's apartment. The stench, the hydrochloric acid on his floor, all of it. Like, he was just like, this was fucking (laughs) sketchy as shit.
1: Yeah, imagine walking into that apartment and just being like... The fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Like... This is not good.
0: Mm, I need to get out of Something's here immediately.
1: Gonna... <laughs> uh. Um Later days.
0: Yeah, later days the fuck out of there. Um, yeah. So then Dahmer was just like, take a look at my tropical fish that I have in my fish tank. And he, Dressie, looked over there, and then he cuffed him. Like, that was his whole ruse to get him to be able to cuff him. He was just look like, take him. a look at my fish. And then he cuffed him. <laughs> it's like... With one, like, only one arm. It's
1: like a cartoon.
0: Yeah. Yes, exactly. So then he only cuffed, like, one hand, and then he tried unsuccessfully to cuff both hands. Good. So he just had the one on. Um, And then he brought uh, Tracy into his room, where this was just such a creepy detail, where The Exorcist 3 was playing. And then Tracy said something that, like, I don't remember what exactly it was, but it was kind of, like, pointing out, like, he was like, this is kind of fucking weird, like, I'm kind of creeped out, like... Like, I should probably go or whatever. And Dahmer just looked at the TV and just watched it and then started mumbling, like, like a chant under his breath. Yeah.
1: And he had one hand, though. Like, he... What? The Tracy, right? He only had one handcuff? Well,
0: yeah, exactly, yeah. So, he, but, like, he wasn't stuck there or anything. He was just, like, you know, freaked out and was, like, what the fuck?
1: Bail. Bail yeah. immediately. Well,
0: so, then Dahmer took out a knife and listened to his heart and then he told Edwards that he intended to eat his heart. So, that is literally, in my entire research, that is the only semblance of, like, Him. desire to cannibalize someone that I saw. Got it um edwards convinced dahmer to have them go to the living room he was just like hey like let's just go out there and he like wanted to go to the bathroom so he did and then he came out and they were just like sitting in the living room and then um when they were sitting there tracy punched him in the face (laughs) good yeah he just fucking decked him and then ran out the front door yes yeah so he ran down the street and he flagged down two police officers that he took back to Dahmer's apartment at first He was like I was just with this some like some fucking freak. He wanted to do some freaky shit He was like there was all this weird shit about his apartment and he tried to handcuff me so the Like officers tried to uncuff him like uncuff his hand and the key didn't work So they were like well, I guess we have to like go back to this guy's apartment He's like fucking fine. Like I'll fucking take you back there. So he did he took them back there and they looked around they ended up going into his room, and in like one of the drawers in his room, they found the Polaroids of all of the like sexual, like corpse photos, all of the news that he'd taken, and all of the dismemberment photos. One of the cops went back into the living room, showed the other guy, and he was like, "These are for real. Like these are the real fucking deal." Um, they ended up cuffing Dahmer and called for backup. And then, upon searching the apartment, like for the, for, for the full search of his apartment, they found. 74 Polaroid pictures detailing the dismemberment of Dahmer's victims. Two entire skeletons, a pair of severed hands, two severed and preserved penises, a mummified scalp, three dismembered torsos dissolving in acid solution, four severed heads in the kitchen, seven skulls in the bedroom and closet, two human hearts, and in the freezer, an entire torso plus a bag of human organs and flesh stuck to the ice at the bottom.
1: How big is this apartment?
0: It's not big. So then, I looked it up. This is the fish tank. This is like the living room. Is
1: the fish in there?
0: Honestly, kind of looks it's... like it. it. Doesn't look empty.
1: Yeah, I mean, why would they take the fish out? Why would they? <laughs> Let's get this fish out of here. <laughs> He's seen enough.
0: I mean, fucking true. I just want to know what
1: kind of fish he had.
0: And then, yeah, so that's it better. And then this is his wall. And then I'm assuming down there is his room. So I didn't grab the photo of the... Um, the
1: artwork checks out. Yeah. The artwork he has yeah. in his apartment. Yeah. 100% checks out. So. God, to think what that fish has seen. Oh,
0: God. Yeah, I didn't um, get the picture of the um, filing cabinet, but we can, we'll, we'll, we'll spin it up. So after the arrest, um, he was brought in for questioning, and he was questioned for a total of 60 hours by two different police officers, or two different detectives, or whoever was doing questions.
1: 60 hours. 60
0: total hours. He, during the questioning, waived the right to have a lawyer present, and he stated that he wished to confess all that he had done because he had created, quote, created this horror, and it only makes sense. I do everything to put an end to it, unquote.
1: Oh, he has a conscience. He wants to put an end to his own horror.
0: He said that his killing rate increased the two months prior to his arrest because he had been, quote, completely swept along, unquote, with his compulsion to kill. And then he said, quote, it was an incessant and never-ending desire to be with someone at whatever cost. Someone good-looking, really nice-looking. It just filled my thoughts all day long, unquote. Dahmer stated that he was intending to build an altar in his living room with the skulls that he had collected and the dismemberment photos. Hmm. When he was asked who this shrine was to, he said, Myself. It was a place where I could feel at home. Yeah. So that was that was, that's the entire arrest and the questioning and everything. So Jesus. now we're at his sentencing. We're almost done.
1: Good okay, they just punch him in the dick till he dies. <gasps> should have.
0: Oh, it gets, it gets, it gets kind of okay. <laughs> uh, it definitely, he does not get, like, there's no justice for someone that does something like this. There's, there's no. no, there's no possible way that there's ever justice Mm-mm. for something like this. These are the people that make me wish that there's a hell, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, the only justice is undoing it all, which is impossible. Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, get, making him not be born. Um, senting sin. Asapete, <inaudible> asapete. January 13th. 1992, Dahmer pleaded guilty, but insane to 15 counts of murder. <laughs> he was not charged with the attempted murder of Edwards, the... The,
1: the person who... Yeah, Tracy Edwards. Yeah.
0: Um, and then uh, he was not tried with the murder of uh, Tuomi, the guy whose chest he crushed in, uh, because it could not be proven beyond a reasonable doubt. And the judge who... or one of the attorneys or something one of the people that were like was in charge of sentencing him and making sure that he was getting locked up did not want to present anything to the court that could not be proven beyond a reasonable yes. doubt because they didn't want anything that would yeah. make it so that this guy wouldn't be convicted yeah
1: so if you if he didn't get charged with that then yeah, yeah. they didn't want anything to ruin the fool full... yeah,
0: exactly we're not taking anything away from the effect of what actually happened yes so dumber was ruled to be sane Great, um, and not suffering from a mental disorder at the time of each of the fifteen murders for which he was tried. Um, for the first two counts of murder, he was sentenced life plus ten years, and then for the remaining thirteen, he was sentenced life plus seventy years for a total of nine hundred and fifty-seven years.
1: It's a lot of years.
0: Um, there was no death penalty um, because Wisconsin had abolished the capital punishment the capital punishment had abolished capital punishment in 1853 um and i think that was specific because i think that had it been a thing he would have been sentenced to the death penalty
1: well good i mean there shouldn't be a death penalty but 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 fuck this guy anyway he should rot in prison forever so
0: um, may 1st 1992 he was additionally tried for the murder of his first victim stephen hicks he pleaded guilty and got a 16th life sentence I'm sorry, you got a what? 16th life sentence? <laughs>
1: yeah. So. Oh. Buddy. So yeah. You suck.
0: Yeah. Um and then his death is kind of the only thing that feels kind of like there was some justice given. How does he die? So, November 28th, 1994, when Dahmer was 34 years old, he was killed by his fellow prison inmate, Christopher Scarver. Scarver and Dahmer had worked had work detailed together along with their other inmate, Jesse Anderson. Mm-hmm. Scarver beat both men to death with a metal bar from the prison weight room after being taunted by them. And Scarver said that he was disturbed by Dahmer's crimes and his behavior of fashioning food into severed limbs to taunt other prisoners. So he was like, fuck you, and murdered him he was in prison for murder and he was like can it get any worse fucking goodbye yeah beat him to death
1: yeah i mean that guy's a murderer so like i don't know what his actual his initial crime was why he's in there but like thank you thank you for that at least yeah somewhat of a redemption i guess
0: so yeah that is the story of jeffrey Dahmer.
1: yeah fuck that guy
0: i wanted to at the very end of this because i feel like it's, it is one of those things where you know that people are into true, into true crime and you think that they're, like, obsessed with serial killers and that's not why we're interested in true crime or anything. It is it is the horror that happens in the world that we try to, like, reconcile in knowing more about it. And, like, the more that we know, I feel like, the more I feel prepared to, I don't know, not, not have be it murdered. Happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Instead of just making this episode all about him, I wanted to take this last part to um, re-identify all of the victims of Jeffrey Dover. Nice.
1: Yeah, fuck that guy.
0: Fuck that guy. Whatever his name is. the victims, uh, the murder victims. Uh, Number one, June 18th,
1: 1978. And are these all, uh, sorry, before you go on, are these all like, the only confirmed or are these for sure the only ones he's he
0: he admitted to all of them so of course he
1: did yeah, yeah. yeah that's right okay. like he
0: went through every single one said what he did for every single one so the, these are the ones that are like this is A. the only ones that he had evidence for and B. the only ones that he uh, admitted to got it okay so number one June 18th 1978 Stephen Mark Hicks age 18 number two November 20th 1987 Stephen Walter Tuomi Twenty-five. Number three January 16th, 1988 James Edward Doxtator 14 Number four March 24th, 1988 Richard Guer- Guerrero I'm So sorry 22
1: You're half Mexican, you should be able to say that
0: I don't want to like over say it though And then have it be like offensive <laughs> I got it Um, Number five March 25th, 1989, Anthony Lee Sears, age 24. 6 May 20th, 1990, Raymond Lamont Smith, also known as Ricky Beeks, 32. Number 7, June 14th, 1990, Edward Warren Smith, age 27. Number 8, September 2nd, 1990, Ernest Marquez Miller, age 22. Number 9, September 24, 1990, David Courtney Thomas, age 22. Number 10, February 18, 1991, Curtis Darrell Strotter, age 17. Number 11, April 7, 1991, Errol Lindsay, age 19. Number 12, May 24, 1991, Tony Anthony Hughes, age 31. Number 13, May 27, 1991, Conorac Synthesemphone, age 14. Uh, Number 14, June 30th, 1991, Matt Cleveland Turner, age 20. Number 15, July 5th, 1991, Jeremiah B. Weinberger, age 23. Number 16, July 15th, 1991, Oliver Joseph Lacey, age 24. And number 17, July 19th, 1991, Joseph Arthur Bradenhoff, age 25.
1: Um, what was? Sorry, there was a there's a victim in there. I don't remember you mentioning it during it, but what was his nickname? He's also known as yeah.
0: Raymond Smith, also known as Ricky Beaks.
1: That's such a cool, <laughs> such a cool nickname. Yeah. Ricky Beaks.
0: Yeah. Do we know why? No.
1: Damn. I want to know why.
0: Yeah. It's a good name. Yeah.
1: What's my <sighs> name? Is Ricky Beaks.
0: As always, if there's anything I missed, which now that we've talked about it, probably the cannibalism stuff, feel free to email us and we can cover it in our next episode uh, at hello at mntpodcast.com. And then once again, my sources for this week were, number one, Wikipedia. They did most of this research for me and biography.com.
1: Yeah. Um, that sucked. Yeah. That guy sucks. Yes. Can't close that yet.
0: Nope. So, um...
1: Well, I'm am significantly more bummed than I was when we started this. Yeah. So that's a plus. Yeah. Because who doesn't want to be bummed?
0: Yeah, I will say that uh, we listen to a lot of true crime, but it's a much different experience doing the research yourself. I yeah. Like, yeah, I consume true crime in a way that like is not that immersive. It's, it's to be educational and to, like I said, feel like maybe I'm being more prepared and more aware and, you know, potentially could at some point help with, like, being investigative, but it's not in the way that it feels, like, exploitive, and that's what this felt, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's not exploitive, we're not, like.
0: Yeah, but it was just, it was very graphic, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: different when you're going in and, like, paying attention to every detail because you want to capture the details for your own audience rather than being the audience and listening Mm -hmm. to, like, and, like, you don't pay attention to everything. You're, like, listening to it and you – there are things that capture your attention and stuff but not, like, every single detail and not even including the things that are left out of every podcast or whatever. Like, there is more information and more details that doesn't make it, you know – To the final product that you have to look at and have to consider.
0: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So
1: Well, thank you for doing that.
0: Just a lot. I didn't have to do it. Yes. And uh, you know, it is something that I wanted to learn more about. So, like, I'm not unhappy that I did it. And I feel like it was good for us to bring light to the victims that were, you know, um, like tragically lost due to this monster. Yeah. And um
1: And if you're um, only listening, I I forgot to mention this while we were going through it, but if you're only listening, we are also on YouTube and you can see any photos or images that we pick up um, through the research and they'll be there to look at. And we'll also probably post them on Instagram. Mm -hmm.
0: And you can uh, find us on either Spotify or YouTube, whether you're listening to one or the other at Misfits and Tidbits.
1: Yeah, just search Misfits and Tidbits on Spotify or YouTube. And um, for the Instagram, it's...
0: Misfits and Tidbits. Misfits
1: and Tidbits, the same thing. Um, So, yeah, that was fun. Um, Thank you for listening and And or or watching. watching. Um, Yeah, we'll see you next week.
0: With a much different topic. I hope so. Yes, it will be. Something
1: a little more, a little lighter, I think we're going to do
0: a palate cleanser episode next week, so...
1: Good, good. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, well, we'll see you there. We'll see you next time.
0: Catch new episodes of Misfits and Tidbits every Monday. Me.